Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. How you chose your association. So there, there, you know, there's the dream builders and then there's somewhat the dream stillers or dream killers that people are they are negative about. Oh, well, it's, you know, you have a piece of art and you know you know that you know it's phenomenal, not because of some self, but just because you've done your work with the market. You know how to add value and you know it, it resonates with your specific tribe and avatar. And then you might have someone else around you who doesn't know anything about it. It's like, it's okay. I don't know. You know, how do you, how did you deal with that in re- regards to growing up to be the artist that you are now and that you are becoming in the future? How did you deal with managing uh, people's expectations and their commentaries. And even you talked about that with young people and guardrails, but anybody being a creative, how did you deal with, okay, I do feedback's important, yet I'm not going to let feedback stop me from creating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a great question. And for me, I think, um, I think the biggest thing is um, to value your identity and be very careful what containers you let hold that. Um, and so I think if my identity is solely in um, what I'm doing with jewelry and art, um, that's a real fragile container that it doesn't take much that if somebody, you know, is like, mm, no, I don't like that. I don't wear big earrings um, or my favorite. Oh, that looks like something you would wear. I see you. I read what's between the lines here. So <laughs> like, you know, those things like all of a sudden become like these huge, detrimental things. And I think that, who I'm going to try and not like step too deep into this right now, but I feel like that's something that I see as like a crisis within, um, within our country and probably just society in general right now is that we so desperately want to find the right container to hold our identity. And, and in that, I, I think we somehow feel like that would give us freedom. Like that, that is, that's the answer. And I don't think that's the answer. Like, I think if you can't find value in yourself as a person, um, and, you know, personally, I believe that everybody is created and that our rights are like God given. They are not um, given to us by policies and politics and other people. Um, But that, and that's one of my values that you can find right away is that like, we value people as people. and, And as such, like, I want to love them well simply because you're a person, like you deserve love and respect simply because you're a person. And sometimes I think we feel like we deserve love and respect because of this thing that we do or these things that we love or what we wear or, you know, whatever that might be. And all of those are just so fragile because people can take shots at that. Right. Like, um, and so I think that, uh, I don't know if that's like answering your question really (laughs) very well. Like I'm like, I go on that train for a while, but I think, um, so for me, I I don't want to be like, it was easy, but kind of because, um, because that just wasn't, that wasn't my identity. We actually had a gal who lived with us. Um, she's lived with us two different times for, uh, oh, like nine months or so. And the first time she lived with us, she didn't even know that I did this. Like she didn't even know I did jewelry. It's just not something like, I'm like, 
she would know I'd go out back and like work on some stuff, but she never walked out there, I guess. I don't know. And I never really felt the need to tell her because our relationship wasn't built on that. And, um, and so, yeah, so I was like, that was just, um, it was fine. (laughs) So I think, uh, I think I'm drawn to, to other people who value people as people. And so, um, I grew up in a house of all boys and my dad was a football coach. And so I have a really bizarre set of things that I can do. And my mom and I were talking about this this week and I was talking about, you know, um, there are a lot of things that on paper, I don't really look very girly. Like I have more power tools than most men I know. Um, I have no qualms with picking up a snake in my yard and getting rid of it or identifying it or whatever I need to do. Um, I, on my college transcript, had a football scholarship because I worked so closely with the team. That's how they died that money. I mean, I just, I have a wide variety of interests and things. And so, um, and so I think because of that, like I, I never really had it one thing that I could put, this is my identity and this is all in this. And so that made it easier for me, um, to accept criticism because I was like, okay. Like I I felt pretty strongly in who I was and where I was. Um, when I was in college, I, um, went to a Mennonite school and I'm not Mennonite and I was not rehired as an RA because, um, I wore bright colors and was not a typical Mennonite girl. And I said, totally great. Yep. Don't know that you can legally tell me that it was told whatever. And I was like, I'm not that not going to be that. And I can remember as part of this whole process, they had me sit down with um, another RA who found me intimidating. And she said, sometimes you answer questions and then nobody else feels like they can answer. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I do talk a lot. My apologies. And she said, but sometimes they ask a question and you don't answer. So none of us feel like we can answer. And I said, oh, now see this, this isn't about me. This is about you. So you can keep going through this if you want, like, um, that she had a list, she had a, a multiple page list of things she didn't like about me, which we sat through. Um, and, and ultimately like, even in that moment, like, like, while that should have probably been like a really hurtful thing, I can just remember thinking like, I just feel really sad that you can't see that these are options for you too. Like that you can answer the questions that you can choose to not answer the questions. Like, and so I think that that, I think you kind of have to be considering of things. And so dependent, not necessarily on what is said, but how it's said, I think you can figure out a lot um, as far as whether or not that's criticism that you should take to heart. And I think when people really want you to take it to heart, those might be the ones you let slide. I, I hope you do more writing. One of the things in your articles that said you said was too often we hang up our talents hoping for just the right season or opportunity. And in the waiting, we miss opportunities to grow, learn, and create. We miss lessons learned and people met. Don't let fear or circumstance hold you back from doing your thing right now, wherever you are. And you know, the Theodore, the Teddy Roosevelt, do what you can with what you have where you are. Can you elaborate on how in this tumultuous time for a lot of people, because I don't know what time this will be viewed. That's why I don't throw out a timestamp, but whatever people will end up viewing, listening to this. Can you talk about 
you know, that the, that time frame where people are just the seasons that people go through and how you respond to that, how you personally have remained creative in the midst of it's not, you don't feel creative, right? It's sure. Sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. Like I think, um, I think everybody has like different seasons in their life. And, um, and I think, you know, to touch back a little bit on like energies, like actually creating something is very energizing for me, especially without parameters. So when I get to make something that doesn't really have a destination, that's great. Um, I do some painting. I don't sell any of my painting, but I just like to paint. It's um, just very freeing to me. And um, even when people order things, there's a little hand painted, tiny little thank you note. And I paint those and I paint them all because it's just a something that has like no pressure. Nobody paid for the painted thing. They don't care. Um, they're gonna throw it away anyway, but it gives me energy. And so I think sometimes uh, as creatives, people forget that that like gives you energy. But I also feel that that's probably true about anything that you are naturally gifted at. I think when we use our gifts and skills, um, that that is energizing to us. And so I think often we think whatever that might be. So I'm using art because that's kind of, you know, my world here, but you know, I'll see like a lot of, um, I see young moms in particular that will say like, well, I chose to stay home. So I can't, you know, paint or I can't do whatever. Um, and I'm, I'm always a little baffled by that because I feel like that is a culture shift from what we would have even seen with like my great grandparents that they had a farm. And so everyone knew how to work the farm because the kids went out and worked the farm. Like that part of their childhood was playing alongside their mom while she planted a garden. And in turn, they learned how to plant a garden. And so there are things, and, and I think sometimes um, kids getting to see you be passionate about something helps them realize that they want something to be passionate about, right? Like it's why it's how changing my major happened. It's that I'm looking at Aline Ratzliff and going, you are so passionate about this and I can't keep my eyes open and this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And so it, that just seeing someone be passionate about something helps. And so doing what you can with what you have sometimes means dialing back your, your vision, right? Like, so I'm not going to go open a store right now that I need all these pieces to fill because I don't have that time, but maybe I do have nap time. And instead of just laying down and hoping that they sleep, I, which I did this regularly, just staying as quiet as possible until they wake up. Maybe I just like get out a sketchbook and I just sketch some things. And I have tons of sketchbooks from things that I did. And I will look back and, and pull out a design that I made five or six years ago. Um, because also knowing what I have is that I usually have limited time. There was that game show. I don't think it's still on, but I don't have cable. So it's called like minute to win it. And I feel like minute to win it is like made for moms. Like I'm like, yeah, that this is our life all the time. Like, yeah. Can you put all the tissues back in the tissue box before they unroll the toilet paper? Go yeah. like, I mean, you know, that's, that's just what we do. And so, so for me, like being able to say, okay, maybe I only have 20 minutes in my shop, but if I have if I don't have to come up with the idea in 20 minutes, if I can just open up my sketchbook and make that thing that's there, then I'm gonna actually get somewhere and I'm gonna find that energy instead of just being like, I don't have enough time to do it. So 
I'm going to eat pretzels and hang out like, you know? And so I think, I just think there's always ways to do the things that you're gifted at. Sometimes you have to be creative in how you get that out. You know, if you're a speaker, like volunteer at your kid's school and see, you know, even if you're reading a book or, um, yeah, just like whatever, there's always, there's always options. And I think that we get caught in the lie of, I don't have the energy for the thing that I love. And I think that is where life gets real boring, real fast. So you create those micro moments. It sounds like when you, uh, I, I like this other quote you said, and then I have, a, uh, I'd be remiss first. actually let's do this now. I'd be remiss if I had a, a, a concert violinist on, and then I never had any samples of what they do. Do you happen to have any of your art that you've created with you? Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.